scripture for today, our scriptures for today, are taken from two distinct passages of scripture, but there is a common theme that is seen in both of these passages of scripture. The first passage that I would like to call to your attention is found in the Gospel of John, chapter 14. I'll read verses 1 and verse 27. These are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. The Gospel of John, chapter 1, chapter 14, rather, verse 1 and verse 27. I'm reading from the King James translation. John chapter 14. Beginning with verse 1 and I read 1 and 27. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Then he says in verse 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Yeah. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The words of Jesus. The next passage that I would like to read are the words of the Apostle Paul under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in Philippians. Philippians chapter 4. I read verses 6 and verse 7. Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7. Each of these verses are included in today's message. John 14 verse 1 and verse 27 and Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Our message today, the peace that surpasses understanding. The peace that surpasses understanding. You may be seated. We'll begin by taking a quick look at our text in John 14. John chapter 14 is a chapter in the Bible that is a continuation of Christ's discourse with his disciples after 
suffer. You know, there's something good and something meaningful when family and even friends sit down together and have a meal. Jesus did this quite often with his disciples. But there were certain times that he engaged with them in this fashion that are quite memorable. This is one of them. The words that we have in chapter 14 were spoken by Jesus to his disciples after he had communed with them. They'd broken bread together. They were all in one place, on one accord. And he made these remarks to them. I'm just going to remind you of some of them. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Why would he say that? He said that because he knew that he would never have another meal with his disciples. And so he said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, and they did. He said, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it weren't so, I wouldn't have told you that. But I'm going to prepare a place for you. He was saying to his disciples, I'm about to leave you. But don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't let your hearts be troubled. I'm going to go and prepare a place for you. And not only that, I'm coming back. I'm coming back to get you. That where I am, there you may be also. So don't be troubled. And then he, in verse 27, He said, peace, I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world give it, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Quite often when a loved one dies, we have a tendency to ponder or some people will ask, what did they leave you? Now I know in our secular world, that's usually a materialistic answer. My children, wife, the rest of them trying to get me to write down what I'm gonna leave. You know. Mm-hmm, yeah. 
For Jesus told him, when I'm going to leave you, my peace, I'll leave with you. I'm going to leave you with the peace that I have. Not the peace that the world gives, but the peace that I give. I'm almost, I'm almost there. I'm almost to give up on this political world. I'm almost to give up. I'm talking about this political world. I can't tell what Congress is going to do. I can't tell how the election is going to turn out. Just amazing. You hear him talking about peace. At the same time, the United States bombing other countries mm-hmm. overnight. But Jesus said, I leave you my peace. Not like the world. Don't let your heart be troubled. His disciples were accustomed to seeing him. They were accustomed to being in his presence. They were accustomed to having him near them. You know, when they were in the boat together and the wind and the rain started to pounding against the boat, they ran to Jesus. Jesus was asleep. Resting just as calm as he could be. And they said, Master, don't you care that we perish? Like, don't you understand? Don't you see what's going on? He said, yeah. What did he do? He said, peace. Peace, dear. And the wind and the waves obeyed him. He didn't do anything. He didn't shake a magic wand. He didn't shout and scream. Peace. Be still. They were afraid that if he left them, What would it be like? Who would be there in their time of discomfort? In their time of loss and in their time of anguish? And he said, peace I leave with you. So this was his legacy. This was his will and testimony. Today's message then is a message for those who are in search of peace. You may be here in the sanctuary. Maybe someone listening to this broadcast in another country or another city in the United States. You could be a member of the church who didn't make it to church today, but you tuned in to this podcast. And it dawned on you that, hey, I am looking for peace. Mm-hmm. We hear so much about peace today. 
World peace is a concept of an ideal state of peace within and among all people and nations on earth. Different cultures and religions and philosophies and organizations working together for a common good. This is a vision that some have for world peace. They believe that it can be accomplished by the passing of laws and accords, agreements made between world leaders. But Jesus in this text says, I will leave you with my peace. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on John 14, even though it is certainly relevant to the message today. But I want to move to Philippians. But what I want you to understand before I move to Philippians is that whenever a truth and all of the scriptures contain truth, all of the scriptures is truth. But whenever you read of a particular truth in one passage of scripture, you can rest assured that there's another passage that reinforces the same truth. So it's not something that's just in isolation. And so as we think about Jesus' words, my peace I leave you, not as the world gives you, but my peace. It's the same thing that Paul had in mind when he wrote the words of his letter to the church at Philippi. And that's where I want to spend most of my time today. So please keep your Bibles open and follow along with me. I believe that something will be said that will be a blessing to you. In Philippians chapter 4, Paul is continuing his writing to the church at Philippi one of the churches that he founded, one of the churches that he loved most dearly, one that had a great harmonious relationship between the members and even in the community in which they served. But at the same time, this church, like Jesus' disciples, they were going through a period of unrest, a period of uncertainty, a period of anguish, not knowing, not knowing what was ahead of them. Sometimes in life, even as believers, we find ourselves in situations like this, as the Broussard described it. My wife mentioned some things in her life that she experienced. There are times in life when things happen to us that we can't understand. We see sickness, death, misfortune, hard times, and 
It doesn't seem to make any difference whether you're a believer or not. These things seem to happen. And they never happen at the time that you would expect them to happen. So Jesus wanted his disciples to be at peace. And Paul, in writing to the church at Philippi, in verse 6 of chapter 4, he says, be careful for nothing. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Let's, as some people use the expression, unpack these verses. These verses are heavy. These verses are loaded. These verses have a lot to say. And I believe that sometimes we don't realize the magnitude of what is being said. So I want us to take a closer look at what Paul is saying. Be careful for nothing. What he means when he says be careful for nothing is don't allow anxiety and worry to weight you down about anything. Be careful for nothing. Or to put it a different way, don't worry about anything. Anything, yeah. Your health? What tomorrow's going to bring? What the job is going to do? Who's going to be the next president? Don't worry about it. Be careful for nothing. He gives then a prescription for peace. The peace which passes all understanding. Peace that can't be explained. Peace that doesn't, as we would say, make sense. Peace when there seems to be no peace. Be careful for nothing. So the formula then, the prescription is don't worry about anything. And pray about everything. Don't worry about anything. But pray about everything. And when you do it, always be thankful. I mentioned many times before about my dear friend, the Reverend Hubert Nelson. He stood in this pulpit once or twice, I believe, 
once maybe he came by an unexpected visit a few years ago. And at his homegoing service, they had the uh, photo, uh, you know how they do those collages. And there was a picture of him standing here, and he and I were standing together. And I remember when I was at a low point in my life, one day I was kind of having a pity party. And I've said this before, there's nothing new. I was kind of feeling low, my mom and daddy were blind. He said, man, I wish I had a mom and daddy who were blind. <laughs> he said, I wish I had a mom and daddy that was blind. Because he didn't have either. From that point on, yeah. I got over that. Yeah. A peace came over me. Mm-hmm. A peace that I can't explain. Mm. Because I realized from his expression that the things that I think are so burdensome for me yeah. is somebody else mm-hmm. facing even more. Yeah. And so I kind of dusted myself off. (laughs) I was glad. Sister, you were giving your testimony about what God did for you. I'm I'm just so thankful. I'm standing up. I'm not strapped to oxygen. It may seem like nothing to you, but I know what it was like for me. Nurses whispering, doctors tipping in my room and tipping out. Undertakers coming in my room, taking people out. I'm thankful. So Paul says, don't worry about anything, pray about everything, and in all things, give thanks. Whatever it is that you have, give thanks. Daddy used to kneel down on his knees at night and pray for his family. He didn't do it for show. Yeah. I just happened to notice it. And it made an indelible impression on me. He did this religiously. He was a man of faith. Pray about everything. And be thankful for Everything that you have. As I look at this text in Philippians 4, Paul is giving these words of encouragement to the church at Philippi. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Be thankful for all things. And then let your requests be made known to God. Whatever it is you need or want, you can tell him. 
There's a song that says, tell it to Jesus. Tell it to Jesus. He is a friend that's well known. We have no other such a friend or brother. Tell it to Jesus alone. You can tell him. I must tell Jesus. Yes, Lord. All of my trials. Mm. I cannot bear these burdens alone. You can tell him. You can tell him. The woman that had the issue of blood for 12 years, she touched the hem of his garment. And Jesus said, Somebody touched yeah. me. His disciples said, Man, you crazy. Talking about somebody touched you. All these folk out here. He said, No. Somebody touched me in faith. And he turned around and they said that woman told him everything she'd ever done. <laughs> because she was healed. She was set free. Pray about everything, but do it with thanksgiving. You can make your request known to God. You have a situation at home. Tell it to Jesus. Children are disruptive. Tell Jesus. Disturbances on the job. Tell him. Tell Jesus. That's what he says. And then he said, when you do those things, the peace of God. The peace of God which passes all understanding. The time when I, talking about me, this is a personal testimony. When I saw the peace of God that passes all understanding come alive was in 1983 when I was pastoring a church in Jackson, Mississippi. A young woman by the name of Betty Robinson, I'll call her name because she's my friend. We buried her mother that morning. And that afternoon we had a service, another kind of church service. Hmm? Yeah. And the first person walked through the door. Betty Robinson. Yeah, we gotta go. We just buried her mother a few hours ago. She was the first person to walk through the door. I couldn't understand it. I thought she'd be somewhere crying or whatever you want to call it, boohooing. But she came with that same smile, that same infectious personality. And the mother's grave hadn't even been covered. But she had that peace which passes all understanding. Another time I felt that. But when I stood, I think it was about about 43 years ago. My wife and I, first of all, I was in church. I am now. And I stood up in the pulpit and I said, if God would take my mother tonight, I would be all right. 
I felt something. I felt like he had put a callus around my heart. He had in what's it called like with bubble wrap? Put some wrappings around my heart because my mother. Y'all hear me talk about my dad all the time. My mother was my favorite person in the world. <laughs> she was. I drove from Omaha, Nebraska, Jackson, Mississippi five times in one year to see my mother. That was a thousand some miles one way. She was my hero. She fed me. I told you she used to feed me pablum. She used to hold me out on the porch. But she was ill. She was only 53 years old. And as I was standing there preaching, Deacon, the Holy Spirit showed me <laughs> that he may be taking her away from me. And I said, Lord, it's like he, he gripped my heart. He, put some, he insulated my heart. My wife and I went to visit her in the hospital that afternoon. And we were standing there. And I prayed in so many words, Lord, give her a peaceful rest. Now, I was talking about better sleep. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. You know, so I can see her again tomorrow. And as I was holding her hand on one hand and my wife's hand on the other, I literally felt the life leave her body. without her. Even though other people have died. What made me think mine could die? Yeah. But I've never been to a funeral in my immediate family. No sister, brother, mother, father had ever died in my household. I never sat on that pew. But he gripped my heart. It's like he sent his angels to encamp round about me. And at the weakest moment, he made me strong. My father sang at my wife's and I's wedding. He sang a song. Uh, what was that song? They had that saying, when I'm weak, thou art strong. Jesus keep me from our own. What's that song? 
Jesus, keep me from all wrong. I'll be satisfied and alone as I walk. Let me walk close to thee. Just a closer walk with thee. And, and I'm saying that to say that Jesus did something for me. And he'll do it for you. The formula. How do you experience this peace which passes all understanding? You rejoice in the Lord always. Verse 4, Philippians. And again, I say rejoice. Paul had to say it twice because it didn't make sense. Rejoice always. Rejoice when you're hurting. Somebody here today listening to this message said, I can't rejoice always. I just lost my mother. I can't rejoice. My husband just left me. I can't rejoice. My, my, my car won't start. I can't rejoice. My job wants to let me off. I can't rejoice. My bank is overdrawn. I can't rejoice. The doctor says I've got terminal cancer. I can't rejoice. Paul said rejoice in the Lord. Always. And again, I say rejoice. God wants us to rejoice in the Lord always. And the reason he wants us to do that is because, and I love the way this, look at the text. Look at it. Philippians 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. In other words, what Paul's saying, what you fretting about? God is right here. Why y'all fretting over the wind and the rain? Jesus is right here. Why are you worried about what's going to happen tomorrow? He's right here. There's nothing that we can do about tomorrow. We can't even add one cubit to our height. If I want to be a different race, I can't make myself another race. If I want to be an inch taller, I can't do anything about it. He said, yet the birds and the sparrows, not one falls. To the ground without his knowledge. His eye is on the sparrow. And so I know he watches me. There may be somebody listening to this message today that's heartbroken. Even our pets, we love them too. My daughter's dog. Yeah, dog. Olive. We love Dolly. I bought her a Christmas gift. It's in my car. It's a, a little thing called paw. You, you take the dog takes his paw and puts it on the little keyboard. And it translates what the dog wants to say into English. I was going to give it to her for Christmas. But she died. She died. It's somebody who lost a loved one right around 
Christmas time and it hurts. But guess what? You can have peace. A peace that passes understanding. A peace that you can't explain. A peace that goes beyond your capabilities. Let your moderation, he says, be known to all men. In other words, be, be, be still. Don't lose hope. Rejoice in the Lord. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. And be thankful for all things. I don't know what you're going through, but I want you to know that you can have that peace. That peace which passes all understanding. As I close today, the pastor of the church where I grew up in the Lutheran church, every Sunday he would give this statement. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I didn't know what he meant, but now I know. Now I know. Now I understand what he meant. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter how bad it looks. It doesn't matter how dark the day seems. We can have peace. Jesus left it for us. He said, my peace I leave you. Not as the world. Mm -mm. We have a hymn that we would love for you to join in with us as we attempt to sing it. We're going to be doing this a lot. So you might well just kind of get used to it. This song is based upon the scriptures that we've preached from today. It's called Wonderful Peace. I'll do the verses and all I ask you to do is just follow along in the chorus. And by the time you become familiar with it, you may want to do one of these verses. It goes something like this. I'm going to do like my dad and say, find me the key of health. <laughs> Follow me. <laughs> Far away in the depth of my spirit tonight rolls a melody sweeter than In celestial light streams it unceasingly falls O'er my soul like an infinite cone. Now we're going to do that again. We're going to get it right now. That was just to get you familiar with it, okay? Do you hear the words? Wonderful peace coming down from the Father above, sweep over my spirit forever, I pray, in fathomless below the love. Verse 2 says, what a treasure I have in this Wonderful peace 
a cure that no power can mind it away. While the years of eternity roll, The last 
world are you here without comfort and rest? Marching down the rough pathways of time. May Jesus, your friend, near the shadows grow dark. Oh, accept this sweet peace, so sublime. It's yours. Wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever, I pray. In fathomless billows of love. That's the peace which passes understanding. You can have peace. When your husband leaves you, <laughs> you can have peace. When your children are taken away by death, you can have peace. When the job says, I don't want you anymore, you can have peace. It's available to you. It was left to you. It was bequeathed to you. My peace, I leave you. Not as a world. Peace, wonderful peace. Down from the Father above, sweep over my spirit forever. I'll pray in fathomless billows of love. Who has got deacon to come? Deacon, deacon, pray for us all. Meet him at the altar. Wonderful peace coming down. From the Father above, no, then Deacon Robinson, will you then pray for him? Pray for your brother Deacon as well.